God spoke to me about fivefold blessings. He reminded me on some of those areas where I need to seek for God's blessings. He reminded me five different areas, the topmost concern in my life at this point of time, and told me that I need to seek for God's blessings in those areas. In fact, he told me about two things. Number one, if I do not seek God's deliverance in those areas, if I continue to live with those struggles in my life, God cannot use me effectively in his kingdom. Number two, in order to see blessings in those areas, miracles have to happen. Because these blessings cannot come by natural means. There must be supernatural breakthroughs in order to see blessings and deliverance in those areas. So there were five different areas that are the topmost concern at this point of time in my life. And God told, if I continue to carry those burdens in my life, I cannot be effective for God. And as God said, number two, if I do not seek God's blessings, if I do not receive a supernatural breakthrough in those areas, I'm not able to get out of those areas or those concerns in my life. So I took a piece of paper and I started writing down those five areas, the topmost concerns of my life at this point of time. And God told me, if I pray for these five topmost concerns of my life, I'm going to see deliverance in those areas. If I earnestly seek God's blessings over these areas, God said he will cancel all these burdens from my life. I believe it because scripture says so. In Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 God says, It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. And as God said, I just wrote down those five different areas and I decided to seek God's blessings in those areas. And I'm pretty sure soon I will be canceling one after another as God answers to my prayer. And I believe it. And I am sure that God is going to bless me in those areas and God is going to deliver me out of those areas. And then God impressed in my mind so strongly that this is what I need to share this morning to, with the church. And I pray about it. And God is here. And I am here standing with the word from God. There are areas in your life. And if you are not able to come out of those areas, you cannot be effective in your life on this earth. In order to see deliverance in those areas, you need the supernatural release of God's blessings. May it be sickness, or may it be financial struggles, may it be 
the debt situation in your life, may it be depression or unemployment or fear or lack of something in your life or something that happened in your life in the recent past, whatever it may be. But you don't, if you don't seek God's deliverance in those areas, these concerns are going to hang around with you for a while. In fact, some of those concerns are hanging around with you for quite some time now. Many times you tried, but nothing really happened in those areas. They became a nuisance and they are just sticking onto you for a while. But this morning, God is telling you that it will not leave you unless you receive a miracle from God. The solution for your problem cannot be natural. It has to be supernatural. You know, many times we don't realize that our God is a supernatural God. We limit God in the natural. We limit our God in the natural. We think about the problem and we think about all the possible solutions and we get totally disappointed because we don't find a way things will get settled in our life. And today God is telling you, that the solution for your problem cannot be natural. It has to be supernatural. God doesn't really work in natural way. God is not, God doesn't really work in, in natural way in our lives. You know, many times when we try to understand God in natural way, we eventually get doubt in our mind and we question God. We try to find out whether it, all these things, whatever written in the word of God, are they real? Because we try to understand our God in a natural means. But our God is a supernatural God. The way our God works is supernatural. Throughout the scripture, we have references where God worked in a supernatural way. And even today in our lives, God worked in a supernatural way. For example, children of Israel, when they were standing in front of the Red Sea, God did not say, oh, you probably you came to a wrong place. Maybe you need to find another route in order to get into the blessed land of Canaan. No, God did not say that. God worked in a supernatural way and he just parted, parted the Red Sea and he made way in the, through the Red Sea. When Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were about to be thrown into the fire, you know, God did not find a way to escape. But instead, God, scripture says, he took them through the fire and he delivered them. When Daniel was sentenced to be thrown into the lion's den, Daniel did not really ask God to change the mind of King Darius. But instead, he went through it. And you know what? Daniel was alive in the lion's den. God supernaturally worked a miracle. Wine was shot. At the wedding of Cana. Jesus there did not give a big lecture saying that, you know, trying to convince the guest saying that the wine is short and you don't have wine, probably you can all go home. No, Jesus was not trying to convince them. Instead, Jesus turned water into wine in a supernatural way. Peter wanted to step out of the boat and he wanted to walk towards the master. Jesus did not ask Peter have you not studied the law of flotation? No, not at all. All that Jesus said, he said, come. And the moment he spoke that word, Peter started walking on the water. Miracles happen 
not in a natural way, in a supernatural way. Now what else we need to understand our God? The supernatural ability, miracle working ability of our God. You know, we know that no one can part the Red Sea, no one can walk the children of God through the fire, no one can, you know, make someone to sleep with the hungry beast, no one can turn water into wine, no one can really walk on the water. It can be done, it is possible only by supernatural means. Our God is a supernatural God. In the same way, the problems that we are dealing with today, they need a supernatural answer from God. You know, when we believe in God's ability, He can do it for us. When we wait for God to perform, He will perform a miracle for us. A supernatural breakthrough, a supernatural abundance, a supernatural release of blessings, supernatural provision, supernatural cancellation of debts in our lives, supernatural deliverance. We need to expect God to move in a supernatural way. And today, God is asking all of us a specific question. God is asking us, what do you want me to do? In Mark chapter 10, if we can read a couple of scriptures there, Mark chapter 10 verses 46 to 52, Jesus, as he was entering into the city of Jericho, a blind Bartimaeus sitting at the side of the road and he was crying out to Jesus. The moment he came to know that Jesus Christ is passing by, the blind man started screaming. He was saying, son of David, have mercy upon me. Son of David, have mercy upon me. And the moment Jesus heard his words, scripture says, Jesus stood still and he turned back and he asked a specific question to this blind man. He asked, what do you want me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And of course, the blind man gave a very clear, very precise answer to that question. He said, I may receive my eyesight. It was a specific question, what do you want me to do for you? And today God is asking the same thing to you. God is asking the same question to you. My son, my daughter, what do you want me to do for you? Now God expects us to, to give a specific answer. Lord, I am short in this area. Lord, I am struggling in this area. Lord, I need deliverance in this area. You know, same thing I did on that morning. I took a piece of paper and I was just writing down all the five different areas in my life where I am struggling through. God expects us to do the same thing. A fireman was sitting by the phone when it rang. He picked it up and said, fire department, the women on the other end said, send a fire truck and she hung up. He waited, not sure really what to do and the phone rang again. He picked up the phone and said, fire department, the woman said, send a fire truck now and she hung up. The fireman really was not sure what exactly to be done at this moment. But he decided, next time if the phone rings, I'm going to pick up the phone and I'm going to ask, where? And the phone rang and he picked up the phone and he immediately asked, where is the fire? And the woman said, 
it is in the kitchen and she hung up again you know most of the time our prayers are like this we keep on telling so many things to God but eventually we don't really tell God what exactly we are in need of you know many times we think that God knows everything but in the throat the scripture even though God knows struggles that we go through God knows our difficulties but still God expects us to tell him when we tell God it shows a couple of things it tells God that we are depending on him it tells him that we are seeking an answer from God it tells God that we have trust in God that's the reason we are asking God and today morning God expects us to ask him God expects us to tell him what we are in need of Jesus walked into the pool of Bethesda and he looked at the man who was lying there for 38 long years and he asked him a specific question do you want to be made well do you want to be made well it was a specific question today God is asking you the specific question what do you want me to do for you in the book of 2nd Kings chapter 4 in the beginning couple of verses we read a story of Elijah and a widow as Elijah was ministering a widow one day he she met Elijah and she was a widow and her husband was probably one of the prophets working with Elijah and Elijah as she, he saw this, this woman and this woman came to Elijah and she said your servant my husband is dead and you know that your servant feared the Lord and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves the creditor is coming now to take both of my children to be his slaves and the moment Elijah heard about this Elijah asked her a specific question what shall I do for you what shall I do for you and the story goes and Elijah continued to ask her what do you have with you and the woman told that I have a jar of oil and Elijah told just get all the empty vessels in your house and she brought all the empty vessels and Elijah blessed that oil and he started pouring those that oil into those vessels and scripture says and the vessels were overflowing with abundance of oil and even Elijah asked his son to bring a couple of vessels from the neighboring houses and as vessels came in Elijah started pouring and the, the oil was you know uh, the overflowing in all the vessels and when these vessels got over scripture says the oil stopped there was a supernatural miracle on that day just only because the women came to Elijah and she asked she asked for a supernatural blessing and the moment she came to Elijah Elijah asked a specific question what do you want me to do what shall I do for you and today God is asking you and me the same question what shall I do for you it is time that we need to identify those areas in our lives in order to receive God's blessings in our lives you know the one that is not allowing us to sleep in the night the one that is waking up in the middle of the night and we are not able to get back to our sleep again the struggles when we think about it 
it makes us to drop tears. When we, the moment we think about it, we just start crying about, over it. The one that makes you feel so neglected in your family and in your society, and today God is asking, what can I do for you in those struggles, in those areas? The one that bothers you often. The one that brings doubt about God in your life. Most of the time you end up in questioning God. What really has gone wrong in your life? Today God is asking you to get back to him with those concerns in your life. The one that stands in front of you as a threat. When you think about it, you fear. A fear comes and grips your heart the moment you think about it. Some of those areas, they are causing headaches in our lives. The moment we think about it, probably some of those areas we already gave up. We thought there is no answer and there is no way that we can come out of it. But today God is telling you that you need to bring those concerns to the feet of, to the feet of God because you will find a supernatural solution only in the presence of God. The areas we couldn't do better this year. Probably last year was good, but then this year we thought it's going to be better, but it is not. But God is asking you, bring those areas to me that I can work it out for you. So we need to identify those areas in our lives where we think that we need God's supernatural breakthrough. And as I said, I identified five different areas. And you may have a question, why five? And I just took the Bible and then I tried to understand what is the significance of number five? I came across a couple of things from the word of God. Number five in the Bible is associated with the grace of God. Number five in the word of God is associated with the grace of God. In Numbers chapter 7 verse 59, word of God says, Numbers chapter 7 59, And as the sacrifice of peace offerings, two oxen, five rams, five male goats, and five male lambs in their first year. Children of Israel, as they were living in the wilderness, when there was a peace offering given to God, offered to God, the peace offering should contain two oxen and five rams and five male goats and five male lambs in their first year. A couple of other things. The scripture talks about five. Number five, Jesus multiplied five loaves of bread in order to feed 5,000. In the tabernacle, the worship center in the wilderness, the pillars were five cubits apart and five cubits high. The brazen altar was five cubits by five cubits. And there were five pillars at the end of the holy place. The sides of the tabernacle were reinforced by five bars on each side. The inner covering of the tabernacle was composed of five curtains which were attached to another five curtains. So throughout the scripture, word of God talks about five being, five representing the grace of God. Five was also a number of preparation. Five was also a number of preparation. You know, five books in the word of God, in the Bible, the first by five books, Prepare us to know more about God in the rest of the word of God, in the rest of the Bible. The five wise virgins were prepared to enter into the wedding along with the bridegroom. David, in preparation of killing Goliath, scripture says he took five smooth stones. To prepare and to perfect the church today, you know, God has established five different ministries 
called the apostolic, prophetical, evangelical, and pastoral, and teaching. Five different ministries are established in the church today as it's written in Ephesians chapter 4. You know, today God is expecting us to write down those five different areas, the topmost concerns in our lives. Probably it's worth that we take a card. As the card is distributed to all of you today, and I would expect you to write down those five different areas in your life. And those who are listening to me, I would encourage you to take a piece of paper and just write down those five different areas, the topmost concerns in your lives. The areas where we think that we need increase. The area where we think that we need freedom. The, where, the areas where we think that we need deliverance. And today God is asking you to write down those areas in your lives. And finally, we are going to do one thing. We are going to claim the promises of God. We are going to claim the promises of God. Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. You know the only reason, the only hope today we have is the word of God. If word of God is taken out of our lives, we do not have any hope. You know, we today stand in faith. We today believe in God for a supernatural miracle just only on the basis of the word of God not really based on our experiences or not really exactly based on someone said so not really based on what I say to you it just if I did not say the word of God if whatever I'm saying is not in line with the word of God obviously it's not going to bring any good in your life only the scripture only the word which are spoken by God which are inspired by the Holy Spirit can bring the deliverance in our lives Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 3 says call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know you know some of those areas where we are seeking for God's blessings we do not know how things are going to happen in our lives. You know, when you think about it, all that you do is you just cry. You just cry because you don't have any clue how things are going to happen in your life, where things are going to end in, end in your life. And today God is telling you, you do not know those areas, but I know about it. All that you need to do is call unto me, call unto me. Some of those scriptures are so precious. And today, when you read the scriptures, we trust in our God because God said so in Matthew chapter 6 33 God said Jesus said in fact seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says for I know the thoughts that I think toward you says the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope some of those areas have become so hopeless in your life. And today God is telling you that you need to start believing for a supernatural miracle in those areas because God said, I will show you great and mighty things and I will give you a future and a hope. Some of you may be praying for the spiritual blessings in your life. In Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8 scripture says Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 7 and 8 blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord for he shall be like a tree planted by the waters 
which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. You know, some of you are willing to grow spiritually and God is telling you that you need to be planted by the riverside. When you are planted by the riverside, the river also refers to the spirit of God. When you are planted, when you are at the church, when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, when the river, the spirit of God flows through your life, uh, your life will nourish. Spiritually, you will grow. And eventually, you will see blessings in your life. You will have ability. You will have the anointing of God. You will have the strength of God you, uh, to withstand some of those heat that's happening, going on in your life. Some of those drought situations that you are facing in your life. You will not be anxious about it when you grow spiritually. Some of us are certainly looking forward for financial breakthroughs. Scripture says in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, it for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. I would like to read this again. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. What comes in my mind the moment I read the scripture is the picture of Jesus hanging at the cross. The picture of Jesus Christ hanging at the cross. He was considered as a poor because when he was hanging at the cross he did not have anything on his body maybe except a piece of cloth hanging along with him nothing else in fact he was the poorest on this earth but scripture says he became poor for you and for me and because of his poverty, we might become rich today. Jesus Christ gained at the cross whatever you and I are in need of today. Are you going through struggle in your life? Are you going through poverty? Just claim this promise and ask God. Lord, you said in 2 Corinthians 8, 9 that you went through that poverty in order to become me, make, in order to make me rich. Lord, you went through that poverty at the cross because I need to become rich today. We need to claim these promises and we are going to ask God that God is going to bless us and deliver us in some of those struggles. 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 says, 3 John 1, 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. When we grow spiritually, when our soul prospers, God's word promises us physical healing and physical blessings and, in, and good health and prosperity when we grow spiritually. All that we need to do is we need to feed your soul. You need to feed your soul. The more and more you feed your soul, 
physically you will be established and materially you will you will be blessed in deuteronomy chapter 15 verse 6 says for the lord your god will bless you just as he promised you he shall you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow you shall reign over many nations but they shall not reign over you here scripture very clearly says you shall not borrow but you shall lend to many we need to hold on to this promise and ask god lord today i'm going through financial difficulties i'm going through financial struggles but your word says that i will not borrow but instead i will lend lord make me as a blessing for many lord lord the days which i have been borrowing from different people oh god lord let that come to a stop because today i heard that your word says in deuteronomy 15:6 that you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow Lord, I claim this promise for my family so that, Lord, I will not borrow anymore. Instead, I will be blessed abundantly. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 says, And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. And we are going to ask God in a moment and our God is going to deliver us and bless us in some of those areas. What about healing? Today, some of us are going through sickness. Let's try to find out what scripture talks about healing. In Exodus 23, 25, scripture says, So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. You know, every blessing in the word of God comes with a condition. Every blessing in the word of God comes with a condition. What is the condition here we read in Exodus 23, 25? So you shall serve the Lord your God. Today the question is, are you serving the Lord your God? If you serve the Lord your God, if you serve Lord Jesus, if you serve God Almighty, Scripture says, He will bless your bread and your water. Not only that, and He will take sickness away from the midst of you. If you are going through sickness today, you need to claim this promise and tell, Lord God, I am serving you. I have been serving you. And you said, you promised in your scripture saying that I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Lord, remove my sickness. Take my sickness away from my body. And he will do it because he spoke. Because it is written in the word of God. Psalm 103 verses 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And forget not all his benefits. Verse 3 says, Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Our God is a healer. Because, as I said, God doesn't work in natural. God works in supernatural. He can heal you, not naturally, supernaturally. At times, God helps the sickness to be healed in a natural way. But there are times in our lives, the natural healing cannot help. The doctors who, who have been treating you for a long time, but now probably they have decided that they are not going to find uh, more health through their treatment. They are coming to a decision, conclusion, saying that their treatments are not going to help you. And today, I'm here to tell you, you are in need of a supernatural healing. You are in need of a supernatural breakthrough. And scripture says, 
in Psalm 1720, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. As you are listening to my words today, my word, as I bring God's word to you, and these words have inherent power to heal your sickness because God sends his word to heal. In Exodus 15, 26, scripture says, For I am the Lord who heals you. And today you are going to write down the difficulties that you are going through, the need of your healing today. And we are going to claim God based on these promises. Isaiah 53, 5, scripture says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. This is a promise for you. This is a promise for your children. This is a promise for someone, your loved one who is going through sickness. And just claim these promises and ask healing from God. What about our children? Some of us have difficulties handling our children. Some of us already started worrying about the future of our children. We somehow, they found their own way and today they are not growing up the way we expected them to grow. But you know what? All that we can do at this moment is go back to God and tell him, Lord, my heart is so burdened with my children. When I think about them, Lord God, I'm so tired, I'm so sick because, Lord, I don't see blessing of God in their lives. Isaiah 11, 12, 2 says, Isaiah 11, 2, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. I would say, you need to call your children every day, your child or your children, and you lay your hands on them and pray the scripture over them every day. Every day. You just lay your hands on them and pray if they are in. If they are adult, if you are not able to lay hands on them, just go ahead and just pray for them. Just pray for them. These scriptures over them. Apply these scriptures over their life, wherever they are. Isaiah 11, 2. Isaiah 11:2. The spirit of the Lord rests upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And God will give you. God will give wisdom and understanding and counsel and might. And knowledge and fear of the Lord to your children. If you claim this promise, promise for your children. In James 1.5. Scripture says if any of you lack wisdom. Let him ask of God. Who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. Isaiah 54, 13 says, And all your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. Are they living in peace today? If your children are not living in peace, or if you are worried about how their future is, future is going to be, if you think that they are not going to live in peace, and if your not, children are not bringing peace to you, you need to claim Isaiah 54, 13. As scripture says, all your children shall be taught by the Lord. And great shall be the peace of your children. When you claim this promise, you will start seeing peace in your children. Some of those curses in our lives need, need to be broken. And only God's word has the power to break those curses. Romans 8 one says, therefore, 
There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, if you have Christ Jesus in your life, no curse under the heaven can touch you. No curse under the heaven can do any harm to you. It doesn't really matter if someone is cursing you. It really doesn't matter if someone is doing something to throw curses at you. It really doesn't matter. Because if you have Christ Jesus, scripture says there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. You need to claim this promise and align your life according to the word of God. Set those things right as the word of God expects you to do. And once you do that, you will see the curse is not having any effect in your life. We need to break those curses. Some of those curses in our lives in order to find deliverance in those areas. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Jesus was hanging at the cross on that day because he made himself as a curse for you. Everybody who walked on that day probably would have looked at Jesus as he was hanging at the cross and cursed him. Probably he has done such a, such a sin in his life. That's the reason he is crucified today. They would have just looked at him and mocked at him saying that he is a man, man who is cursed. That's the reason he is hanging at the cross. And scripture here, very clearly here, say, scripture says, Jesus was hanging at the cross and he made himself as a curse so that we will no more live under the curse. We will have freedom from the curse. He became a curse for us so that we have deliverance from those curses. In Exodus chapter 23, verses 25 and 26. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from you in the midst of you. Verse 26. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Scripture is very clear about it. If you serve the Lord, and if you obey the word of God and if you make sure Christ Jesus is living in you scripture says three different things in verse 26 Exodus 23 scripture says no one shall suffer miscarriage no one shall be barren in your land and I will fulfill the number of your days so scripture says you will not face you will not have miscarriages happening in your life in your family you, will, you are not going to be barren. All that you need to do is you need to seek the Lord and you need to serve the Lord. And God is going to touch your womb and God is going to bring blessings from your life. And thirdly, God is also saying, you, I will fulfill the number of your days. You will not have premature death. You will not, have, you will not face death before the day that God has already appointed to you. All that you need to do is we need to claim these blessings that God has spoken in the word of God. So as we take the card and as we write down those five different areas where we are looking for supernatural release of God. And once we are ready, we are just going to pray right now. 
And we are going to come in agreement on the basis of word of God. And all these blessings that the word of God is talking about, all we are just going to claim these promises as they are given us promises for you and me today to live on this earth. And as once we are ready with those cards, once we have written down, identified those areas where we need blessings of God. Because God is asking us a specific question. What can I do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And we are going to tell the Lord, just showing the card, Lord, I need blessings and deliverance in, those, in these five different areas in my life. Once we are ready, why don't we just ask God? We are just going to pray to God. And as you hold these cards, as you have written down the five different areas where you need blessings from God, your concerns, your topmost concerns, the difficulties, the struggles that you are going through in your life, why don't you just hold this card with me? As I hold this card, we are just going to pray to God based on the promises that God has spoken, based on those blessings that God has spoken in the word of God, promised in the word of God. We are just going to come in agreement on the basis of the word of God and we are going to claim God's blessing in those areas. Shall we just close our eyes?